Hello, everybody. This is Jill Renee Feeler, and welcome to today's podcast. I am so excited that you are here, and I'm excited to be here with you. And today we have the topic known in advance, and I don't always have that, uh, but we will be talking about the higher self and exploring the higher self as we mean it and as I interact with it, not only with myself, but with my clients, with some of you. And it feels like it's a significant upgrade for people when they understand their so-called higher self the way that I'm shown our higher self. Okay, so I'm excited for this topic and I'm hoping it's meaningful and relevant and an upgrade for each and every one of you. Okay, all right. <laughs> so let's do a brief connecting exercise here. <sighs> I've been busy all morning, so I, I feel like I need this connection exercise too. Okay, let's take a couple nice deep breaths. <sighs> Very good. And with this next breath, we would like you to imagine that there is a, it's almost like the sun that's in the sky, but it's whiter and it's in your heart. So a white sun in your heart, the star energy that you are, and as you breathe in, let that white star energy expand. Very good. And just keep letting that white star within you get bigger and bigger as you take more breaths. Good job, stay right there, keep doing that. And I'd like to point out that as you're expanding this light source within you, it's not running into anything. It's not, it's not bumped apart by um, maybe some challenges that you're facing or some um, personal <laughs> maybe flaws that you want to fix. This light is not bothered by any of that. Okay, nice big inhale again. And at this time, just if you have both hands free, just have your palms up and your eyes closed. Just let yourself feel yourself, not just your body, but, but who, you, who and what you are. Let yourself feel in it in a fresh new way. The light is not bothered by what you are bothered by. The light just wants to be light amidst anything and everything that's going on in your journey. Beautiful. Okay, one more deep breath here. <sighs> Good. You can wiggle your fingers, please, and please wiggle your toes. The reason we do that is to help remind your consciousness that this experience is happening from within your human journey and that that's not a problem, that's a gift and that your bodysuit is, is a, a part of this gift. You are a gift. You are the gift of your team and what it's offering this world. You. Lucky us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very good. All right. So for those of you that are new here, what do we do? Oh, what do we do? <laughs> it's always a challenge to uh, describe it, but let me, let me take a crack at it here. Um, I love to show you 
other ways that you are also you. Ways that are talented. Levels of you that are inspiring and inspired. Versions of you that are wildly creative, imaginative, and opportunistic in a good faith way. Nice. Okay. So we sort of rattle the, we rattle the cage, we shake the snow globe, snow globe. <laughs> we, we rattle us up in a, in a good way uh, and help us shake loose some levels of ourselves that this reality does, this world, our, our programming in this, in this earth does not support, does not look at, it's too esoteric, it's, it's, you know, made up, crazy people think that way. Well, actually, not so much. I, by the way, speaking of, of so-called crazy, there is a neighbor that I have. I actually, I'm embarrassed to say I haven't met them. They kind of stay in their house and do their thing, and we're kind of homebodies in a lot of ways, and we do our thing. But we heard from a mutual, a mutual friend that our neighbor has, he has the highest number of patents of anyone in the USA. Anyone. He's an engineer at a local manufacturing facility, Micron Technology. Um, yeah, and I'm just like, I knew it. <laughs> they just seem like a very smart, savvy family. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, the reason I brought that up is that some people have this sort of disbelief when it comes to the metaphysical and meditation and channeled messages and the esoteric realms, and I totally get it. But I just want to ask you this challenging question to your belief system. Where do you think great ideas come from? Right? This genius I have next door to me, <laughs> right? Uh, patents after patents being filed by his ingenuity, by his inventiveness, by his creative brain, and how it looks at possible problems with amazing solutions that are not just revolutionary, but evolutionary. Do you think that's linear thinking that he's using? I doubt it. Now, I would call it divine inspiration, and atheists would, would quibble with that, and I'm fine with it, but I just know it's, it's not coming from what's here. It's, it's an opportunity that that person is accessing for something new, something fresh, something different. I attribute that to an amazing, benevolent force of energy I call God, some people call source. But it's something, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so whatever you call it, <laughs> let's jump into the topic today. And I need water. All righty. Okay, so exploring the higher self. Here we go. All righty. Hmm. The topic of higher self comes up so often in our work, in private sessions, in Q&As, at events, in Q&As on calls, bonus calls after classes. And somebody even yesterday asked me, 
so do we have a higher self? Yes, we do. And some time ago, we stopped calling it higher self. Because what do most people do with their hands when they say higher self? Or where do they look? Above you, right? You look higher than you. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's so subtle. But energetically, it is so, that is so significant to notice the perspective your human consciousness is having about what the higher self is. So it's something above you. It's something outside of you. Um, you're lower than it. Uh, you might think of yourself as less than it, than your higher self. So when we started recognizing that, we're like, we should call it something else. And when I say we, I'm talking about me and what I know is my divine consciousness, which I now call my infinite self. Okay? I was calling it eternal self. Words matter. I was at our vacation property with my daughter and one of her best friends, who is quite savvy at English, is an amazing writer and an avid reader. And we were having an existential conversation based on questions that she was asking, and we were pondering, mutually pondering different things. And her friend, whose name is Catherine, said, I don't like the word eternal. And I was surprised at that because I thought eternal self as a term that would be a major upgrade from higher self. And I said, I said, really? I said, what do you think of when, you, when I say eternal? And she said, I think of something with an end. I think of like death. And that was interesting. And I could, I don't have that same definition but I could see where she's coming from. And I like to try to avoid misunderstandings. I try to use terms that are, that are expansive and most clearly convey what I, what I and my team, what we are meaning when we use terms. So just a few weeks ago, I started saying infinite self instead of eternal self. Okay, so yes, we all have an infinite self. Can I prove it? No. <laughs> but an atheist can't prove to me that there isn't an infinite self. So I say, you can pick what you want to believe. <laughs> Neither one is provable, <laughs> right? So if you, when in situations where you can pick what you want to believe, because there's not proof either way, I say pick something like really damn good, right? <laughs> right? Okay, so infinite self. Do you have one? Yes, I believe you do. I can't prove it, but I know it to the core of my being that there is more to you and the energy that is you than just what you are while you are alive here on earth. There are versions of you and your energy that were never not alive, real, There was a part of you that was not only pre-birth, it never needed to be born because it would never was not. It's omnipresent. An omnipresent you. There is no where it isn't. And it always was and it always will be. 
and it is unique to you. So you aren't just some fragment of source energy of God. You are a whole and complete essence of source energy. And my essence is different than your essence. And your essence, therefore, is different than my essence. There is so much originality to our infinite selves. There's also a sort of personality and varying passions and interests of our infinite selves. You are not a copycat of your infinite self. You may be a unique slice, a unique variation of your infinite self. If it's very possible that your infinite self maybe is a bit more conservative, a bit more risk averse, and the infinite self said, I wonder what it would be like to have a version of me that is quite adventurous, quite the risk taker, and very unconventional. Um, let's see, where, where, if I did a where in the time space, can, can, if I have a journey where there is a where, <laughs> in other words, if I choose to have an experience that is within a space-time continuum, which one would I choose? Would I choose the Milky Way galaxy? Would I choose Earth? Would I choose a human life form? Would I choose a timeline of the 21st century? Would I choose a timeline of the BC? 5000 BC, perhaps. Hmm. So many possibilities, yes? That's right. There are so many possibilities. So if you look at a spectrum of of a human incarnation that happened by accident versus a human incarnation, a human incarnation that was quite strategically initiated. Incarnations don't happen by accident. You don't just pop in here as a human expression of your infinite self. There is some sort of objective. Sometimes it's just curiosity. Maybe there's like a new restaurant in your town and you're not really hungry, but you just want to go look at the menu. You're just going to go in and check it out. You don't have a reservation. You're not hungry for pasta. You don't have eight people meeting you there. You're just going to show up. And just look at the menu and maybe you'll eat an app, but maybe you'll order something. Maybe you won't. Maybe you're just there to look around, see what's what. There are human incarnations like that. Because you can hear a lot about Earth from the infinite self, but it's an entirely different thing being here. <laughs> Some of you are laughing at that, right? Hmm, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> it is very, very different to uh, come in and check it out as a spirit guide or guardian or just a, a non-physical uh, watcher or something like that that would just kind of pop in and just see what's going on without an incarnation. You need access to do that, by the way. 
But it's a very different thing to say, I'm going in, like all the way in. Parents, DNA, physical bodysuit, starting with the baby, starting from the beginning and seeing how long I go. So there are preset tendencies that you naturally have because of what you are as your infinite self. And like we were talking about in one of those examples, the infinite self can experiment, explore a different version of itself through a pre-wired, incarnated form of itself. There are so many things that the infinite self can do and be in this reality. Some are here checking it out, just like that person walking into the restaurant with no intention of sitting down and eating. I'm just here to check it out. Not really committed, just seeing what's going on. I don't have a plan for 10 minutes from now. I'm just going to see what happens. Those that tend to resonate the most with my work feel a sense of purpose in why they're here. Feels like we're more than checking it out. Let me offer how I know myself, not just as Jill, but as my infinite self. I care a lot about this reality. There are so many realities within the space-time continuums. There are so many possibilities for physical life in linear time. And there are far more possibilities of experiencing self as the infiniteness of you that are beyond anything physical, beyond any sense of time. It's timeless. It's beyond time. There's no time it isn't. There's no quote-unquote place it isn't. There is something very, well, something, <laughs> many things. There are many aspects of this reality that you and I in our human body suits currently call home that is absolutely magical and fascinating and wondrous miraculous. The fact that we're even here, the fact that there is a here, a place, what? With time, where there was a second to go, and now there's now, and then there's going to be another second after that. That's crazy. And aging, and growing, and feelings, and Love and pain, <laughs> hunger, delicious foods, the beauty of this place, a sense of you and I that's different with something called space in between us. <laughs> this place is a major trip. 
that's maybe one of the reasons why my perspective like this, this is one of the reasons I don't feel the need to do, I'm not drawn to do an ayahuasca ceremony or, or other psychedelics, even though I've, I've had snippets of experiences like that from, from my mid kind of teenage youth years, just a handful, three or four, as a rebellious teenager. I'm not drawn to get high or have a trip because to me, this place is a trip. Like every day to me is a trip. I don't want to miss this from a human consciousness. And I don't feel for me, and maybe we could talk about this in a second. um, I don't feel like for me, and maybe it's, because of my ability to even share messages like this and have this other infinite self perspective, my human consciousness is not limiting me from having an amazing journey here. I love my life. I love life. I love humanity. And with the way that I look at it, the way that my infinite self the way that my team shows me, me and you and all of this, I don't need to ignore the fact that there's a whole other spectrum of humanity that's that's not enjoying it like I am for various reasons. May have have nothing to do with economics, by the way. I know some very wealthy people that are very unhappy. I know some very wealthy people that are very happy. I know some people on... Um, public assistance that are very unhappy. I know people that are on public assistance that are very happy. This is not economics. Happiness is not about what you have or don't you or don't have. So the ability to love life then is something else that's beyond economics, beyond accessibility to healthcare. We like to think, in, especially in our Western minds, that if we just had, we as a community, as a, as a nation maybe, if we just had X, Y, and Z, then we'd be happy. Nope. Happiness is a lot more complex than that. Damn it, right? Shoot. I was hoping that we could get everybody happy. I want everybody happy. Me too. I want everybody happy, and I realize that within our human forms, happiness can be fleeting for some people, extremely conditional, very temporary, very rare. Are some people more naturally wired for happiness? Yes, they are. (laughs) They are. I can easily see that, that for myself, my temperament as my infinite self, my personality is, ooh, that's a challenge. How can we get through this and be okay? I know that there are personalities as the infinite self that are a bit more skeptical, a bit more pessimistic, a bit more, well, that wasn't fun. That doesn't sound fun. Why is that fun? Maybe they're not even there to have fun. Maybe it's like, well, Jill, you just want to have fun. I know you get stuff done, but oh, your preoccupation with having fun just confuses me. And I love them. <laughs> I, I love the, the differences in personalities that we feel as the infinite self and that can often be reflected here in our humanness. 
So I can be very serious while also being incredibly fascinated by the process of human life on earth, just as it is. Do I want to make things better? Oh, hell yeah. That's a huge reason why I'm here. That's a reason why I would even do a podcast like this. I'm certainly not intending it to make your life worse. But I have a very, very healthy allowance for something called free will. And free will is very confusing in this reality. Because not only are the choices confusing and unclear, the choices are almost intentionally suppressed. The choices for how to go through one's life, the choices for how one self-identifies, right? I mean, some of you have never had a conversation like this before. You've never heard anything like this before. Others of you, we hang out in places like this, don't we? Because it's just so soothing and satisfying that somebody else gets it. That who and what we are as our humanness is so much more than whether we're a certain gender or a certain sexual preference or a certain, you know, whether we had kids or didn't have kids, whether we're married or not married, whether we're divorced, whether we went to college or didn't go to college, whether we grew up in this city or that country or that region or or, or another one. Those, those, everything in that list, that's just a part of our experience. That's just a part of the current ride. Our infinite self isn't bothered by those limitations. Our infinite self is not a gender. Our infinite self doesn't have procreation and doesn't have sex and doesn't have sexual preference. Our infinite self doesn't have a, a, a city that it lives in or a place that it's from. It doesn't have a college degree. There's no pedigree sort of stamp. There's no economic, economic differentiation. Those are all fascinating and weird facets of humanity that become like these overarching principles as if they've made us who we are. No, that's not what made you who you are. That isn't what makes you who you are. Are they elements of what makes you who you are and how you live your life? Yes. But there's something so much bigger, so much bigger. So in science, we talk about things like nature and nurture, right? We as humans. And there's so many, there's a growing number of studies that talk about the importance of nature over nurture, that there is some pre, there's some inborn tendency to who and what we are. Now, typical scientists in our, in our present age will, will go into the, um, the genetics, right? They'll go into the genetics of the parents and the DNA of us and the DNA encodements and all those things to try to understand better what this nature part is, what our natural tendencies are, regardless of how we were nurtured or what things we experienced at childhood, et cetera what our mothers ate or drank or didn't eat or drink, 
or consume or ingest or whatever. Those scientists will never find what they're looking for in our DNA. Because guess what? Your infinite, your infinite self, it doesn't have DNA either. So there is this almost, un, I want to say unknowable, but yet we're doing a pretty good job <laughs> describing what we know. So it isn't that it's unknowable to everyone. It's not, un, it's not unknowable to, to me. It's not, I don't think it's unknowable to you either. But it is unknowable in the context of present day science. They don't have the perspective presently to grasp what we're talking about. Infinite self. Can't you just easily, easily imagine the grimace and scoffing of any credible scientist? Infinite self. Oh, oh. Poppycock, <laughs> right? Oh, isn't that just silly <laughs> that they it just it makes me just giggle about how much they're missing out on just what it's just like oh my god and then it wouldn't be so odd if if they had more humility <laughs> if there was if there was a if there was a more authentic appreciation for the, for what they can't know well they they can that's not true they they could start to hang out with people like us and, and get, a, get a whole lot more. But their arrogance, the arrogance of a present-day scientist that is part of any PhD program. There's just this sense of elitism, this sense of, oh, the, the lowly, uneducated, non-intellectual, oh, pity the, the uneducated. It's like, really? I'm sorry, but the coolest people, some of the coolest people I know, like not only did they, I mean, think of some of the amazing literal rock stars in our world that, that are geniuses, right? Some of them didn't even graduate from freaking high school. Some of us were just trying to get out. <laughs> I wanted out of high school. And then I started to be more conventional and I was like, all right, I'll do this. What hoops do I have to go through? Okay, fine. And I did. I went through a lot of hoops. I did really well going through those hoops. And I am absolutely ecstatic that I now realize that, yes, I have an MBA. I'm not that impressed with my MBA. I didn't get my MBA to, to impress myself. I got the MBA because there was a certain company I wanted to work for in my area that was only hiring CPAs from the big public accounting firms or MBAs, Hewlett Packard. And I was like, okay, I see those hoops. I can do that. I got awards in undergrad. I can get an MBA, no problem. I'll do it in the evenings at the local university while I'm earning money at another well-paying job, but I want to work at HP. And it ended up going exactly the way I wanted it to. I, I know PhDs. I could have gotten my PhD. I listen to PhDs on podcasts and I appreciate what they offer. And I also understand the dramatic limitations of what they are missing 
that they don't know they're missing. So for all the ways that they want to pat me on the head, probably for what a, what a weird lunatic I must be to think I'm channeling or whatever. I wouldn't, I have more respect for others, so I wouldn't want to pat them on the head. But I see very, very clearly the limited progress they can make with how limited they are in their thinking, in their consciousness, in their sense of what's real, because they're addicted to what can be proven through the five human senses. The infinite self is not limited to the five human senses. It's also not limited to just the clairs, clairaudience, clairvoyance, all those things. Those are just terms that we use in our humanness to try to describe something called, and this is just the, the ultimate uh, paradox of and ridiculousness of terms, the sixth sense. <laughs> As if it's just one more, it's just one more sense. That's all. That's everything. <laughs> oh... So the infinite self, yep, you have one, I have one too. It's a huge part of what makes us us. It's the bulk of the nature part of nature versus nurture. You combine all of that, those natural tendencies with free will and unpredictability in this reality, and you've got a lot of options. Almost endless options. Not only for who and what you can be, but who and what you sense you are right now. Right? So there's the earthly categories of self-identity. For me, that would be daughter, sister, mother, wife, MBA, channeler, intuitive, psychic, right? That's what I call myself here. As my infinite self, I'm none of those things. We don't call ourselves intuitive as our infinite selves. <laughs> we don't need terms like that. We don't need channelers. <laughs> We don't have mothers or daughters or sisters or brothers or fathers or sons. Those are earthly conventions and they're special and they're awesome. And there's so much more. So for any of you that love to like get a reading or have your astrology chart done or numerology or tarot or things like that, right? It's very possible that what you love is that it's offering you a glimpse of, of you that's beyond these earthly sorts of things. It's, it's esoteric. It's something different. 
it's fabulous and seemingly unknowable, but here's this professional practitioner using very unconventional means <laughs> to help you see more than your humanly roles. Helping you simmer in the nature part of nature and nurture. Now, sometimes what we see happen is that someone will have a, a pretty good assessment of the, the who and what they are that is in a very esoteric sense, but then they, they attribute it to nurture type facets. Well, I'm really uh, insecure because uh, my dad left us when I was five years old. You know, I hear stories like that. There's stories like that a lot of us walk around with. I'm this way because of that. And what I love to do in readings is sort of point out, because of the way that I look at it, actually, you know, that, that insecurity as you're looking at it is often, for you, is an example I'll say to somebody, it's actually not because your dad left. It's because you brought in with you into this reality, you're a, you're a risk-averse type as your infinite self, and you weren't, you weren't sure that you wanted to come here. So you did a lot of research about this reality. And I mean, that's what somebody that's risk averse would probably do before a journey. They probably do that before a vacation too. Okay, how safe is Egypt? Ooh, that's a little more, feels a little more dangerous than Ames, Iowa. <laughs> you know, ooh, do I still want to go, you know? And then if they decide to go, they'll do more research on Egypt. And, um, you know, where's the embassy? <laughs> they, they may do a whole bunch of research. A risk-averse type of infinite self will often show up as an insecure, even frightened human in this reality. And they would be whether their parents never got divorced. They, they could be that way whether they were traumatized as a child or not. They're just insecure here. Because on a nature level, part of them is saying, it's not safe here. And you know what? They're right. It's not safe here. <laughs> For any of you that have a, have a sense of feeling unsafe and insecure in this world, please accept our huge hugs to you. And our acknowledgement and affirmation that you are right. It is not safe here. But here's the thing, you came anyway. You're here. You've made it this far. What if there's decades left for you in this reality? And they're not any more safe than, than the safety you've had so far. But you're still alive. Right? So I, I love, I actually enjoy in private sessions, meeting someone that tends to be more on the insecure side, because I've seen the amazing upgrades that happens when we have this part of the conversation. When we address that very wise voice within that second chakra that says, I don't think it's safe here. I agree. <laughs> we agree. It is not safe here. And... Despite the risks, despite the lack of safety, 
there's still so much available here. And when you can accept more fully that you must be wired somehow to endure the safety or you wouldn't still be alive, right? Then it, it sort of helps the hermit crab crawl out of its shell a little bit more <laughs> and sort of wander around the beach. <laughs> go check out that other side that it's been afraid to, afraid to go check out. Travelers from all over the world go to Egypt every day. The Great Pyramids is one of the most popular visited spots on the planet. Is it unsafe? Yeah. So are parts of Chicago. A beautiful spiritual teacher in Boise, Idaho was killed in a head-on crash. On Sunday, <laughs> so those are real facts. One of the reasons I love knowing about our infinite self is because it allows me to appreciate the sacredness and the delicateness of life and our humanity and my humanity while also having some grasp on the idea that although that spiritual teacher who on this world was known as Lelewa, although she's, been, she's done being Lelewa, her infinite self is infinite. the magic and the mystery and the devotion, the unconventionality, the confidence that she had in the brief ways that I knew her carry on. Not just in the sort of legacy that she left with her many students, I think mainly in my area of Boise, Idaho, but it also carries on as the the eternal, I'm going to use it there, now that I've identified a little bit more what I mean, as her infinite self. So how you look at your higher self how you look at your infinite self, if you agree with us that that's a more appropriate term, it matters significantly in how you know you 
in your life, in this place. Is your infinite energy, the part of you that that never wasn't, is it above you? Is it outside of you? Why? Why would you put it outside of you? Why would you put yourself beneath it? For most people in spiritual teachings, they didn't know they had a choice. Nobody ever said to them, I noticed that you're putting your, your, your sense of your, your eternal nature above you and outside of you. Huh. Do you know why you do that? Have you thought about another way? Most teachers, different teachers have different personalities. Different teachers have different things they're here to offer and be and share and do. Different teachers have a different level of confidence in saying something that that they haven't heard before, but like the inventor next door just sort of popped in and went, whoa, that's that's genius. (laughs) And my ideas aren't patentable, I don't think. And if they were, I probably wouldn't spend the time (laughs) to do it. Right? So if you're working with me, and I don't mean working, working, I mean, if you're hanging out with me, even in something like this, this podcast, I love to invite you in a completely different way of looking at fundamentals that dramatically affect your you, your life, this reality. I know the before and after for myself of thinking higher self, thinking of spirit guides, thinking of that my spirit guides are like a little family, like in heaven, beyond the pearly gates of my Christian <laughs> Christian background. Oh, they're out, they're out there. I'll go get back to them one day, but for now I'm here. I'll do what I can to to hear what they're saying to me. When your sense of your infinity is an integral part of everything that you are, your sense of self is dramatically improved. Your sense of presence is amazing. The sense of possibilities of, of what you can be in any moment is so much wider, right? I've got two teenagers. That's a lot of hormones. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a lot, a lot. That's a lot of something. And I pick up my 14-year-olds from school. And there are days when she just, hi, mm. how's your day? Fine. Right? I could respond with, "Why well, you little gone grateful little brat, I should have made you ride the bus today. I, I could do that. <laughs> Sometimes part of me wants to. But I recognize my choices. I choose as my presence, which includes my infinite self, to have the awareness that ninth grade sucks. It sucks. I just want it out. It's like a jungle of emotional warfare, especially girls, girls to girls. 
she may not even remember what she did in geometry two hours ago, let alone, oh, we learned this new thing in geometry. Mom, I know you love geometry. Let me, let's geek out on geometry. No, that's not her priority. <laughs> she made it through another day. <laughs> she wants the day to be behind her now so she can get home and do something else. That's not about that. I get that. Her, her lack of engagement with me, it's not about me. She's decompressing from hell. <laughs> so I choose to, to get it and not take it personally. Because I don't, I don't want to join her in her, her sense of not caring <laughs> about the bigger things in life. I want to stay where I am and let her be where she is. And I'll invite her in, in all the ways I am in my being into another way. But with a grumpy teenager, the best way to get them out of their funk is to let them be and to not make it your job. So I choose to respond, oh, okay. I went to the store today. I have new snacks at home. Oh, really? What'd you get? See, she's already changed. Her vibrational state has already changed. I invited her into another thought. Yeah, and she chose to reciprocate, right? Okay, so there's choices in everything, everything. I get so annoyed when I hear very intelligent people like Sam Harris try and describe in such intellectual and scientific mumbo jumbo <laughs> labels and terms and citing research about how there's no free will in this reality. And I'm like, what are you looking at? What? I'm, I need to listen to that whole conversation he had with, uh, oh, who was that other guy? Michael. Oh, it's, another, it's another person who knows himself as an atheist. He's a, I think, physicist. Or, I don't know, something smart. But they don't know everything. <laughs> they were having this intense debate about how there's no free will about how they were destined to be in their careers. And see, destiny, doesn't that sound like an esoteric topic? I don't know how they got there scientifically. I still don't get it. And I'm just flabbergasted that they arrive at the conclusion that there are no choices anyone makes, that everything is just an evolutionary progression that we don't have control over, and it just is the way it is. What a sad interpretation of human life. Wow. And these are the so-called smartest people on the planet, these PhDs, these researchers. Sounds like a dark age, <laughs> right? <laughs> those that are in the VIP box, those that are in the, in, the, in the ordained as intelligent group that have gone through certain hoops to get PhDs, which is probably the most political thing you can do in your 20s is, is go for your PhD. And we put them on the pedestals. And we're called nuts, <laughs> right? 
or just fringe or whatever. I'm like, oh, this is a really weird place. This is a really, really weird place. So when you when you know things like we're talking about today, you have this this truer grasp of the nature part of you, the infinite self's role in the nature part of you. It can help you in so many ways, including me being able to laugh at just the illogical interpretations that some of the so-called best minds in this world run around on all the right talk shows with all the right book deals espousing. And we could just go, oh, oh, that's interesting. I I think they might be wrong about that. I can't prove it, but whoa, that's, that's messed up. That any of us, no matter what we have a degree in or don't have any degree in, that we get a say in what we believe. That to me is the most powerful free will ever. And another close second is how you identify yourself. Some of our favorite stories are hero stories, right? Somebody that literally, it's like they went through hell in this reality. And, and then like a phoenix rising from the ashes, they became this. You know, when I, I love, I'm not as a, Maybe as some people are just really into those hero stories. I'm I'm not as much because I I'm sad that it focuses so much on the hell part. And I don't like that it implies that you have to go through hell in order to be amazing. And I don't think that's true. I also know it's not true. I didn't go through hell and I feel pretty amazing. <laughs> I'm being my rock star self, and I know you have a rock star self, and I want you to rock with me <laughs> as your rock star along my rock star. So this, this, this ability to transcend our own thoughts, our own limiting thoughts, our own maybe distortions of, of what has been holding us back or why we are a certain way. When we give the power to the nature part, which to me is rooted in the infinite self, the, the shackles are off. The mind control is just something you work around. The programming you've experienced as a human in any facet of programming that we all go through is, is just an option <laughs> of a thought that you don't have to have. There's freedom in the notion of the infinite self. There's freedom from the limitation of having thought that your bigger you was above you and you below it, but it's outside of you and not an integral part within you as an eternal infinite structure that helps make you you. Okay? That's a lot. <laughs> we did a lot today. Mm. Oh, I love you guys so much. Nice job, everybody. Thanks for being a part of this. Um, I do have a new, oh, there's a couple of little announcements here. Um, are they little? I guess you get to decide. 
Um, 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 where do we want to start first? Um, the group that's going to Greece, we leave in about 30 days. That's crazy. I can't believe it. I just set up the, uh, the pre-trip call, pre-trip pre uh, video conference call for them. Um, because we start that journey on September 27th um, is when we launch. So for any of you that um, are not going, but want to be aware <laughs> of sort of where we are on certain days, some of you sort of track it because it's almost like you're virtually with us. Um, and I love to post things on, I mainly I've used Facebook uh, just because Facebook allows me to, I don't know, I like Insta, uh, but face, I am a Facebook user. I sort of begrudgingly admit it because I'm not so happy about Facebook and how it violates our privacy and so forth, but, and influences elections, but it is what it is. Anyway, so for those of you that want to sort of virtually follow along, you'll want to um, friend me on Facebook. The dates of the trip, though, are September 27th through um, October 9th. And I just realized today, and I'm so sorry about this, um, I, I, I over the, I didn't look at Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, which is a major, uh, Jewish holiday and that's October 9th. So now I totally get it. Why, why one of my clients, um, she was, she needed to not do the Santorini part. Anyway, this is not part of announcements, but I'm like, okay, lesson learned. <laughs> I will not make that mistake again. So she's coming, but she needed to leave early, and I'm guessing it's because of Yom Kippur, but I haven't asked her yet, but I, I, I will <laughs> when I see her. Anyway, so there's that. Um, so last call on the Greece trip. I, did I just say Egypt a little bit ago? I may have, because that's the next thing. <laughs> anyway, um, so for the Greece trip, uh, September 28th through, or excuse me, September 27th through October 9th. Last call. Uh, for anyone interested in the Greece trip, we got we to gotta get you moving if you're going to register with me. Um, and then we have the Zion trip coming up later and I'll do another pre-trip call for that. Um, anyway, you can go and look at my travel events. Just, uh, do an internet search for Jill Renee Feeler, J-I-L-L-R-E-N-E-E, -E -E, F as in Frank, E-E-L-E-R, and then just search travel. And I'm sure you'll get the link, uh, to what's coming up and you can look at those. Um, I was at the dog park this morning. This is another announcement, although it may not sound like one. <laughs> Uh, the sun was coming up and rising and I'm looking at Samson and I was taking a picture of him for Insta and all of a sudden I started thinking about Israel and I've been asked uh, before whether I would please do a trip to Israel or are you doing a trip to Israel because they wanted to do a trip to Israel and prior to this morning's sunrise I was saying no I'm not allowed to do Israel but guess what everything's changed <laughs> it's just in the last five hours I've already reached out to the travel agency I like to use best so we are looking at tentative dates for Israel of da, da, da. okay uh, April 18th through April 26th 2021 okay i'm planning further ahead than normal um for this one my one of my daughters goes off to college in the fall of 2020 so i'm a little uh the only adventures i'll have for 2020 is egypt in january the boise channeling workshop in april probably a zion event in october 
or maybe another Boise weekend channeling workshop. Anyway, that's probably it. I'm not doing any other international trips. So I then I swooped over to April, 2021 and it fit really nicely to do uh, Israel there. And then I will offer an option for uh, going to Petra, Jordan. Um, Jordan is very special and we did it with the Egypt trip uh, before and it worked really well. I didn't want to do it this time because there were other places in Egypt. I also wanted to include new this time. So that's where anyways, there's some new parts of the itinerary for January, 2020 and uh, Jordan is right by Israel and Egypt. So it works well to offer a three day um, adventure there from April uh, 26th uh, through the 30th. So anyway, a couple different options there. Anyway, so I will have details uh, available on the website as soon as possible. That is going to be another fabulous adventure. And for those that need to need to save your pennies, <laughs> that's, a, that's a long time uh, to plan ahead and set a goal. And maybe I know some of us are, are really good with, with finances and money and financial responsibility and others are more challenged by that. So some, I've noticed that for some people setting a goal of what they really want to do actually helps them become financially responsible. Um, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, another announcement. I will be, let's see, the replay with John Burgos played uh, just this recent Wednesday. So that offer is still available. I think there's still special offer. Um, the private session package is available too. So if you want a private session with me, that's a wonderful way to do it is through those uh, special offers on those telesummits. So right here, and I'm going to make a note right time right now so I can remember the link but uh, the beyond the ordinary offer uh, is available it's a wonderful program there we do go into uh, quite a bit of detail about the afterlife as I'm shown it fascinating information I guarantee you I, I literally guarantee you the information that we offer about the afterlife is different and more clear in this workshop than anything you've heard before now you get to decide whether you agree with it or not and the reason I want to include you in that decision is because I recognize I can't prove these things. I can't. And I don't want to pretend that I can. But what I offer is very clear, very specific, and game-changing, not just for what you do once you leave this bodysuit, which matters, but dramatically affects how you live your light while you're alive. Okay? Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, so that special offer includes that and the topic of grace, which I don't feel we give near enough credit to. Um, anyway, there's a lot of great things in that um, in that special offer for Beyond the Ordinary. And the, what we call that package is, I always forget the name, because naming it is like the, the last thing on my mind versus the content. Um, it's Transcending the Reincarnation Programs. And there's a lot of game-changing, very upgraded, new heights of your light in this reality um, information, okay? So transcending the reincarnation programs, you can do an internet search for that with my name um, and you'll find it. And I will be offering that same package um, on Carrie Murphy. I love Carrie Murphy and I'm very excited to join her special or her um, telesummit. I believe it's in two weeks. Uh, so it would be... Da -da -da. Oh, it'll be instead of our, wait, it's next week. Oh, holy crap. That's awesome. Okay. So instead of the podcast next week, I will have links for you to join me on Carrie Murphy's 
telesummit, which is a great one. Um, I, I love that one and I love John's. So anyway, um, that's great. And there's another special offer there, still the same program, but, um, anyway, that's awesome. And let's see what else in terms of announcements. I think that's it, you guys. Um, yeah, let me jump in the chat room really quick and see if any of you wanted to Oh, good. Uh, hello, Erla. She's saying, I have been in Petra and Israel. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, they're, oh, just, they're just such special places, and I'm very excited to go to Israel. Okay. All right, you guys, let's wrap it up. Okay, so thank you so much for being here. Um, silly me. I was actually thinking last night, I wonder if we could do a half hour. I've done half hour podcasts before. I'm just a long form kind of person. I just accept it. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, Paige, thank you. Uh, she's she is a part of the special offer. She brought it through the Beyond the Ordinary this week, and she did this the uh, private session package. Good job, Paige. Uh, and she's saying, Jill, these recordings from Boise are blowing my mind. I'm taking this in piecemeal, and of course, I love the reading with you. And I always upgrade to an hour. Yes, the hour is a great idea. And Paige, I'm so excited to meet with you for your private session. Um, yeah, wonderful. And I'm, yeah, thank you for that. By the way, uh, that nice testimonial may help other people to take that uh, offer more seriously. This is a very savvy group, you guys. Then I, I hear all the time from you guys that this is next level stuff that you and I do. And that's part of my infinite self, right? That's part of what I'm offering here is next level stuff. Because the other levels have been covered and are being covered so well. Why repeat those? Um, when there's next level to cover <laughs> that people haven't covered. So anyway. <laughs> All right. I love you guys so much. Uh, bye bye for now. And I will talk to you guys soon. <laughs> okay. Email me if you're interested in the, in the grease trip, especially you need to, you need to call me soon. Okay. Or email me soon. Okay. I love you. My website is joereneefeeler.com. If you are watching this on YouTube, thank you for subscribing. If you are experiencing this anywhere else uh, and desire to rate it, uh, give a thumbs up or whatever. I really appreciate that. I don't know how all these algorithms work. Uh, all I know is I am very honored to be sharing with those of you that have been hanging out with me now for quite a while. And I'm very honored to be hanging out with you that are new to the new to our little scene here. Um, and I hope you found this time useful, practical, expansive, maybe even mind blowing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I love you guys. Bye-bye for now.